Welcome to the Adaptive Executive Podcast, where we meet with senior executives and discuss how to keep yourself and your organization adaptive and your employees engaged. My name is Greg Ballard, founder and owner of 5C Consultant, and I am your host. If you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, you can apply on our website at 5C.consulting. Look for the word podcast. For now, let's dive into the show. Hello and welcome to the Adaptive Podcast. I'm your guest, your, your host, Greg Ballard, and I have uh, Jennifer Sparks, uh, founder, CEO of VAC Mobile. She's also the mother of twins, and um, she's here with us today to talk about her journey as a startup, as a founder, as a mother, and she has a deep background in marketing, communications, in technology, and now in the healthcare space. And so, Jennifer, welcome to the Adaptive Executive. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Greg. So, so Jennifer, we've had a little bit of a chat. I'm really, really excited to get into a lot of this content, but you've been working with this startup called VAC Mobile, and you were telling me that this was a, this, the seed of the idea was there a bit before we entered the COVID crisis. Um, but you've also been observing what's going on with young people today as a mother and as you know, someone just paying attention to that space. Kind of give us the journey um, what were you seeing? What were you observing? What brought about the founding of VacMobile? And what is VacMobile? Thanks so much for having me. So um, VacMobile is, uh, we are developers of globally scalable solutions for the digital transformation of vaccination and test records, medical test records. Um, the, the genesis for this company happened when we moved across the country from New Mexico to Georgia, me and my uh, three kids and my husband, we all drove across the country. Later, we also brought my stepson uh, to Georgia. And uh, all of that led me to understand just how much vaccination records are stuck in the 19th century. And I don't even say the 20th century, I say the 19th century, because you often have to go in person somewhere to be handed a paper record that you then may choose to try to create a digital file of, but will that digital file actually be accepted by anybody on the other end is, is, is quite, you know, up for grabs. In some, some instances it will, and in some instances it won't um, pass muster for the regulatory requirements. So we're still really talking about um, a, a space where digital transformation just hasn't really occurred. And that's what VAC Mobile was set out, to, that's what we set out to solve when I founded the company. And uh, I did this because there are over a hundred million people annually that are required to provide some kind of proof of vaccination records for their work or their school. And that's really what drove me initially to found the company. Um, it had nothing to do with COVID. Aha. Uh -huh. So that's what drove you to, 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 to start this, this company. And That's right. now here, here we are, we're coming out of COVID, but we're really in a new era when it comes to healthcare. And, you know, the healthcare in, uh, industry has really pushed for, you know, digital records. And there's a lot of different systems that they, some talk to each other, some don't talk to each other uh, on the health record system, right? But vaccinations have really never been incorporated in that, right? And so can you talk right. a little bit about how maybe health records have advanced, but vaccination records have been sitting there back on the shelf? 
That's correct. That's correct. Vaccination records are all jurisdictionally managed. And and when we say they're jurisdictionally managed, there are 64 immunization registries. So it's not one per state. If it's a very large jurisdiction like New York City has its own immunization registry and the state of New York has its own immunization registry. So um, Puerto Rico, you know, has its own registry, et cetera. So this becomes very complicated because those registries are built on legacy systems from the mid 1990s. They were built for predominantly pediatric use and they are not interoperable, as you mentioned. So they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily have the capability to communicate one with the other. And they tend to be not all of them, but they tend to be provider facing, not consumer facing. So some of them have consumer facing interfaces, but many do not, meaning you are, you're obligated to have a doctor go and query that or a health professional query that registry on your behalf. And in some instances, you may actually have to pay that person for getting your data for you, which I find a little galling (laughs) because after all, it's my data. Why do I have to pay you for my data? Right. And I'm chuckling, but it's not that funny when you start having lots and lots of kids, it starts adding up and you have multiple times when they, you know, want, uh, want somebody wants a vaccination record, because I know we, we chatted about the fact that you have kids. I have kids. Um, I noticed within the last five, six years, man, they, people are asking for vaccination records every 10 minutes, right? You go to YMCA sleepaway camp. They want vaccination records, you know, volleyball, they want vaccination records, right? I mean, different things. They want vaccination records all the time. So so my point simply is this, um, VacMobile was founded for the very simple idea that, hey, we should all be able, just the way we can go on our phones and do a quick check of our bank balances and, and you know, zell somebody some money or whatever, we should be able to be able to pull up very quickly for ourselves and all of our, our loved ones exactly where we are with our vaccinations. And we should be able to share that information for anybody who requires it of us. And it really should be just a few little Click, 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 click. You know, it should be easy, right? It should not. Should be, be easy. It should be it easy. Should be easy, and it's not and easy. It's a hot mess, and that's what we're fixing. Yeah, and and I started thinking about this through my own context, and I said to myself, "Well, gee, I, I've traveled to a bunch of different countries. I've been vaccinated for everything, left, right, up, and down, right. Um, however, that was in a different state over a decade and a half ago, and so, and then you knew uh, I was in a completely different town." when I was a child, different levels of vaccination. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a little older, I'm seasoned, right? So I've been walking this earth a little while. And so my vac- vaccination records are probably scattered across a bunch of different places. And like you, you and said, they live, yeah. they live in some filing cabinet in some basement in a specific building, right? And if I needed, if I needed that, it would be a tremendous amount of effort for me to go and get it. Now, my work and the environments I'm in don't require me to demonstrate that a lot, okay? However, I think of my neighbor who works in the ER. I think of some of the, the um, events that I go to that are hosted you know, in a senior living community. And a lot of the folks that are there in the, in the, in the um, health space, they need that. So maybe you could speak a little bit about who this, this product is for. So, so again, there, um, there are multiple use cases, uh, to be precise, 114 million people that are required on an annual basis. And when I say people, I mean, people from 
itty bitty preschoolers all the way to, as you say, senior citizens. So that 114 people, I'm not talking solely about adults. It includes um, about 50 million K, pre-K through 12 um, kiddos. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, different use cases where vaccination records are required. Um, some of them, as in the, the education, the K-12 um, space are, are complete immunization histories, but in other instances, um, it might be um, hospitals requiring uh, their employees to have flu shots annually, for example. That's a very common uh, requirement. So what I'm getting at is there are lots of folks out there for whom this is very important and is not very user-friendly at all. Right. So your doc. So to, let's use the flu shot as an example. Um, the, the electronic medical record system that your doctor uses is not automatically updated. When you go to Walgreens and you get a flu shot, they don't just ping your doctor and say, hey, you know, Greg just got his flu shot. Update his record. You know, that's why when you walk into the doctor's office if you, with your kids, as I know we talked about you have kids. Doctors, the pediatrician often says, hey, did you get the kids their flu shots? Because they don't know. They can't see it. <laughs> they don't have no idea. Yeah, right? they're segregated systems. They're segregated right. systems. That's right. That's right. So these are some of the things that back mobile is um, going to fix. Because in our world, you would be able to very quickly and easily have a complete track of your, your records for yourself and your minor loved ones, and maybe also even um, a, a member of your family that could be an adult disabled person, or it could be a senior citizen that just wants you to help them manage their, their uh, account. But the idea here is that with a few, again, taps on your smartphone, you can send things where they need to go to update people. You can be that connective glue because it's in your interest that your provider is up to speed on what you got, right? So there's a, there's some, I'm a very practical, no nonsense mom. And, you know, I just, I think sometimes we just have to kind of, you know, pierce through um, the, uh, the layers of bureaucracy and we've always done it this way and all the other um, reasons that things don't get fixed um, and, and, and just say, no, 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 actually um, it's a hot mess and uh, we're going to fix it like now. So that's, that's, that's the way we've attacked this. Um, and yeah, so that's what we're doing. That's fantastic. So I, I, I was getting a shape of, of what your technology is doing, how it's serving people, how it could serve someone like me, how it could serve a hospital, how it could serve a senior living community and all, and basically the, the healthcare industry. Yeah. It's a what B2B kinda, solution, just so you know. So yeah, it's a B2B solution. Um, so and I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I mean, some of our listeners and some of the some of the folks in the market are probably going to be like, "Isn't this the vaccine passport?" And we chatted up briefly about this. So why don't you address that? Why is this not a vaccine passport? What it well, when people say that, they often say that with fear that the that the that a, a digital management of vaccination records is going to lead to um, people being forced to do things they don't want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what this platform is all about is giving um, ecosystems a way to improve their health security protocols, because what 
we've learned the, the the World Health Organization came out last week with a report, and it's I'm really upset about this, but they said that the world, the whole globe, is no better prepared today for a new pandemic than when we back in 2019. That we have not sufficiently learned lessons. Now, I don't know about you, but that's really bad news, right? That's awful. We should not, I mean, how can that be? But I'm not, I'm not joking. You can go and you can read the World Health Organization and you can read some media coverage of this topic if some of your listeners are so inclined to say, hmm, I wonder what she's talking about. Go, go Google it. You'll find out. So, so, so what Back Mobile says is, okay, that makes no sense. What we need is we need a way to basically capture data and make data-driven decisions. And the, the analogy I like to give is, hey, every single day, almost everybody in the United States and around the world consults some source to understand what the weather will be that day, right? People like to know, is it gonna be cold? Is it gonna be hot? What should I wear? What should I do? You know, am I going to be able to make this trip to go? Whatever. You know, people people care about the weather and they are going to gather data <laughs> to make their decision about what to do. And they're not going to, you know, no matter how bad they want it to be 80 degrees, if it's 60 degrees, that's what it is. It's 60 degrees, right? And so that's what VacMobile is about. VacMobile is about driving, is about capturing data so that an, uh, a business can properly protect the most vulnerable. Because I want to kind of rewind the tape for a second. This is nothing new, right? We've been using people gathering information about people's vaccination status. If you've sent your kids to public school, this has been a thing since the late 60s in this country, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we do this routinely because we don't want our kids to catch polio or, 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 or you know, um, uh, measles or whatever, right? So this is this is a not a new concept, but what is what what is clear is that people uh, know, you know, they they had a poll came out recently. Gallup published a poll. Two thirds of the country, when asked, is is the, is there still a pandemic going on? They acknowledge yes, there is a pandemic going on. There, 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 nobody nobody nobody. You know, two thirds of the country said yes, there is a pandemic going on. So the question is, as we head into year three, how do we think about our daily lives and how we're going to navigate? Because we have to be able to do, we have to be able to be with our loved ones. I had a kid I had to take to the hospital because of an adverse reaction to COVID recently, and at the hospital they almost, because that kid is sixteen, almost didn't let me come into the into the emergency room with them, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> You know, I was, I was a badass mama bear. And so they, they knew like that was, they, I, they don't, don't fight with the mama bear. So why I'm telling you this story is I think it's outrageous. I think we cannot live in a world where we stop letting people go see their loved ones in a nursing home. We, we stop letting people be patient advocates for their loved ones. If they have to go into a hospital that we can't go, that is not acceptable, but we also can't let somebody walk in to an emergency room who has COVID, right? Who, who, who's an active vector of disease. So, so there has to be, right? There has to be, there have to be ways in which 
I'm talking about when I say someone, because obviously a patient who has COVID has COVID. I'm talking about the providers, right? Who are, who are there, who are mm-hmm. trying to take care of the people. And that's what the, that's, that's what the, the basis of this CMS rule is that requires um, uh, all uh, healthcare providers to, to have their, their vaccinations up to date on flu and, and other vac- vaccinations annually, meningitis and different things to make sure that when somebody is going to receive medical treatment, they aren't inadvertently infected with an infectious disease. So, so the platform that we've created allows an ecosystem to define how they are going to protect the most vulnerable. And by the most vulnerable, we, we mean people who may have underlying conditions, people who may be uh, older, or people who may have very young children under the age of five who can't get a vaccination. So they, 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 they're, they're particularly vulnerable. So it's, it's really about saying, how are we going to protect those people um, and, and creating some kind of awareness that um, as, we get, as we get into the fall, you know, right now, public health experts are predicting about 100 million new cases of COVID as we had new ones as we head into the fall. And, and the question is, how are we going to be better prepared this next time, this next go around? Because we already, even within this last calendar week, are seeing hospitalizations up 60% all across the country. So what VacMobile says is, hey, we don't, we, there's a thing we can do. And it's called basically keep track of data. You know, I, I go routinely to Walgreens and I get a drive-through test about once a week because the government's paying for it and why not go get a go get a test just to just to get a kind of a litmus test on where I am each week because this virus is sneaky. It's asymptomatic, right? You can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste mm-hmm. it. No, no. Right. So I just do that for myself and then I'm able to keep track of that. But that's just an example. I can keep track of that information. So if somebody wants to, you know, uh, know, namely me. <laughs> what's going on, I have a way to keep track of it. So that's fantastic. What I want to do, and we've got just a few minutes left for our, our conversation today, is I want to pivot a little bit and go into the, the CEO mind, right? Into mm-hmm. the, the mind of your, you, you know, of a parent. And, and let's talk about the pivots, the, the spaces where you've had to adapt uh, to make this a successful organization, a successful piece of technology. Is there any particular, um, chapters or significant pivots that you had to make that that can kind of capture the idea of being adaptive um, as a CEO here? Absolutely. <laughs> there were two of them, two big ones. Um, the first one happened when we spent all of 2020 working on a higher ed model um, for being able to maintain complete immunization histories, because obviously to matriculate for higher ed, you need to have complete immunization histories. So that was the first um, model we were working on. And we were really far down the pike and going into doing a beta with Arizona State University in Q1 of 2021. We'd actually just inked the deal for that with their luminosity lab. And um, that was the deal was inked October of 2020. And November of 2020 was when the government came out with the CDC white paper card that was the official record of the COVID vaccine, the vaccination. And that was the first moment where as a CEO, I just, you know, wanted to basically hang my, 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 my head you know, in my hands and I was wringing <laughs> my hands because I'd spent all this time and money to develop this technology that I instantly realized was um, going to be more useful at a point where we were back to a norm, what I call a normal way 
of managing vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And a normal way of managing vaccinations is not going to Disneyland, right? People were going to like, you know, strange places to get their vaccinations, right? So, so, so I, I knew I was going to have to wait. And so that was the first pivot. The second mm -hmm. big pivot happened as a CEO um, when we spent all of 2021 developing this, um, developing technology. And um, it was September of 2021. And we had, it was done in theory, it was done, went into the app store, Google play, but we were doing a lot of testing at that point. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I, it was too buggy. That technology wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't what it needed to be. It mm -hmm. didn't, it wasn't, I had, it wasn't what I, it wasn't what I wanted for our, our users. And so then I had to pivot again to make the very difficult decision to go hat in hand to my investors and say, I need more money because I want to do a native iOS and a native Android rewrite because this needs to be globally scalable. We need to get this, this needs to be able to go globally like that because that's the world we live in. We live in a global economy, right? So I want to click on this, Jennifer. I want to click on this because we only got a couple minutes left. And I think, I think our listeners are going to really get something out of where we go next. And I want to kind of dive into your mindset, into your being. And when you opened that app and you were looking at it and you're like, beginning to utilize it and say, this isn't good enough. And that reality washes over you as a founding CEO, right? And you'd be like, oh my gosh, all that money. What inside you said, we need to go after it. We need to push. We need to get, an, we need another round of funding. What was that decision-making process like for you? Can you bring us into that? Absolutely. What, what drove me and what still drives me today was the knowledge that the problems that um, inspired me to found this company originally were still not solved. And it was approximately that moment that Omicron was starting to come across people's lips. We had just come out of Delta and mm -hmm. Omicron was rearing its ugly head for the first time. You remember late fall? And everybody was like, oh no, like this, like, oh no, like this is horrible, right? It was back. It was back worse than ever. And that was literally what really helped me be very, very clear that we had to keep pushing. We had to keep pushing. We had to keep pushing because we, we, had, we weren't as far along as we needed to be. And we hadn't solved the problem. And it's what drives me today, right? We, we, we are um, arguably in the middle of, of, in parts of this country, a whole new surge. And, and we've seen this movie before. We've all seen it before. So what VAC Mobile has done, and I'm super proud of the team, and I'm super honored by the investors that continue to believe in me and this company, and all of our incredible team of experts, because we have a huge um, 
wealth of, of expertise on our team where industry, government, and technology come together in a really unique way. I'm really proud of the team because everybody hung in there and we all realized that we could not give up. We could not give up because the world needs this and the world needs it more than ever. So that's what drives me. Fantastic. Well, I want to respect your time, and I feel like we could keep talking at quite a length here on on, a, on these topics. But if somebody wanted to learn more about you or more about VacMobile, where can they, where should they go and take a look online? They should go to www.vacmobile.app. 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 That app. That's the website URL, and they right. can get in touch with me there. They can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, on LinkedIn, so either one, um, and right. would love to set up a demo and um, and 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 share more. And um, but but CEOs do need to be adaptive. There's no doubt about it. I love it, uh, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we want to wish you a great adventure here with VacMobile. And I, I I love what you're doing, but there's the 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 vaccination records are in. They're sitting on paper in deep filing cabinets and they're not accessible. And there are people that need to have that information at hand and be able to share it with those they wanna share it with, right? And that Absolutely. is exactly what VAC Mobile is for. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us on the Adaptive Executive Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on LinkedIn and by subscribing to our mailing list. Again, my name is Greg Ballard and thank you for listening.